Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. And today we'll discuss your work in the up and coming field that is medical visualization, particularly your recent development of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein mutation explorer. But before we get into that, as some listeners may never have heard of it before, what is medical visualization? Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, medical visualization is basically the field in which various techniques and art techniques and technologies, so ranging from like tr traditional media such as painting and drawing to cutting edge technologies such as like 3D modeling and virtual reality are used to communicate medical topics. So I kind of consider myself more involved in biomedical visualization or biomedical vis just because kind of encompasses more topics in the life sciences that I'm interested in, just such as like general biology. Yeah, that's great. And so how did you get into this field and what do you think is its importance? I think the first time I really became interested in the field is I basically, since I was younger, I've always, always loved art. Like that's been my main thing. And then when I started getting into like middle school and high school, um, I kind of started falling in love with science and I wasn't really sure how to mesh the two together. So I remember there was I went, I used to go yard selling with my family in New Jersey. That's where I'm from. And I remember there was this one time I stumbled across a neuroscience te textbook and it was just like gorgeous. There were so many nice illustrations in it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is something I can do. This is a great way that I can tie these two subjects together. I think that's when I kind of got the idea in my head. And then in 2017, I was when I kind of first started actually dipping my toes in the field. So I attended a science, a natural science illustration workshop um, at the University of Maine. So that was a really great experience. And then later in September of 2020, I decided to take on a master's degree in the field. So yeah, I think the field is just like such a huge potential impact on individuals from like all walks of life. So for example, um, you could really bring a complex or difficult scientific topic into an engaging visual form. And that way you may better be able to like convey the information to your audience and make that content more accessible, more understandable. Yeah, I feel like biomedical viz really can boost scientific communication to a new level. Yeah, absolutely. I think biology can be incredibly beautiful and yeah. especially on an accessibility point. Yeah, and so you mentioned your master's degree. Do you mind discussing that a little further, the dissertation yeah. project involved in it and how you chose that specific project? Yeah, of course. So basically the master's degree is called Medical Visualization and Human Anatomy and it's offered from two schools in Scotland, the Glasgow School of Art and the University of Glasgow. So the degree is, takes up a whole year and it's made of three parts. So the first part is where you explore visualization techniques. The second part is where we learn about human anatomy and we also do some cadaveric dissection. And then finally, the third part is kind of up to you. You decide on your dissertation project of your own choosing and then you kind of work on that. So for my project, um, first I came into contact with Dr. Ed Hutchinson about another COVID-19 project that I was working on last September. And then we later decided that a master's project centered on communicating the biology of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein mutations could really be effective because they're really, you know, driving the continuation of the pandemic today. I think we're seeing that all across the news, you know. So we decided to aim this development, this project towards um, a specific body called the COVID-19 Genomics UK Consortium or the COG UK for short. Um, but this is really a main body generating and tracking SARS-CoV-2 viral spread and protein mutations. So they have an online mutation explorer website that contains a lot of data about SARS-CoV-2 mutations and variants of concern or VOCs. And we noticed that this information is kind of more tailored for an expert audience at the moment. So we thought that maybe we could create something for this because we know that there's, there's more of a pressing public need to kind of understand these mutations, VOCs. 
um, because it could really have direct relevance for control measures, restrictions to daily life, and just to illness in general. Um, so we decided to create our resource for the COG UK. And during my research, kind of in the early stage of this project, I found that like interactivity and 3D visualizations can really be effective for teaching molecular biology. So I saw that it could allow for active learning and really boost like user participation and engagement with the material. Also, it was really good for kind of demonstrating protein structure and function, and then also protein dynamics is really good with animation. So we kind of wanted to combine all of that into this project and create an interactive visual resource for the COG UK, and also kind of create that in, a for, in the form of an online app with 3D animations within that, if that makes sense. So that was a lot, but yeah. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I'm definitely cool. sold on that project. Um, <laughs> I think especially the idea of like refining this jargon that we see in the news and these terms have been thrown about a lot and people are using but not necessarily understanding. Yeah, um, I think it's a really important thing to explain more through the use yeah. of visualization. And so if you'd mind, could you explain the project a little more, including maybe the development process behind it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So basically kind of started with developing the concept and kind of solidifying the goals of the project. So after that, I kind of began getting inspiration from other works that I saw online. So there's some really beautiful SARS-CoV-2 paintings by David Goodsell. He's a very prominent scientific illustrator. So I kind of was grabbing inspiration from a lot of areas. So after that, I basically came up with a whole plan of incorporating 3D modeling, animation, graphic design, and then app development which you know, took a lot of research in my own time because there were a lot of things I didn't know, such as um, you know, creating 3D, accurate 3D models of proteins can be really difficult and also animating them so that it's you know, realistically conveying protein dynamics. I had no idea how to do that before this. So that took a lot of time um, and it was really rewarding because it was just like a great learning experience. But also during that process, I was on the side conducting a focus group study um, or like a control group study of that website that I mentioned, the Mutation Explorer website, just that I could like, so I could compare that information later on to the results of testing my app with users. So once the animations in the app were finished, then I went about and conducted the test group study on my app. Um, so just to kind of see how the app performed against the website and if it was effective. The results just in summary of that user testing phase showed that the app actually had really good usability points. Um, in addition, it also showed it was really effective at teaching the users about SARS-CoV-2 spike protein mutations and variants of concern kind of compared to the website test group. Um, so it was, yeah, it was pretty cool to receive like such promising results after that study. Yeah, absolutely. I've been lucky enough to use the app myself and I was playing around on it a bit this morning and I know how fantastic it is. Um, but since we're recording the video for this episode, would you mind giving us a demonstration of the application itself? Yeah. Definitely. So the app is basically called the SARS-CoV-2 Spike Protein Mutation Explorer. And in summary, it's just an app that allows you to manipulate a 3D model of the spike protein and learn more about different regions of interest on that protein. So it also kind of goes into how mutations of these particular regions will impact SARS-CoV-2 viral properties or how they might. So for example, mutations making the virus more infectious or making the virus better at hiding from antibodies. So it also contains 3D animations to kind of demonstrate this visually. Okay, so basically this is the opening scene, just kind of introduce the title, the um, bodies that we worked with during the project. There's an area where you can learn about the project. From there, you can kind of go to the instructions page, you can learn about how you're gonna use your mouse to navigate the next scene. And then you go, got it. And then here you have your 3D model of the spike protein. 
And there's just a fragment of the viral membrane here because we, we didn't want to have too heavy of a scene on the computer. So it's just to show how the spike protein embed, embeds into the virus. Now on, he, on the virus, we have different um, highlightable regions of interest on the spike protein. So we have the receptor binding domain, the N-terminal domain, the glycosylation profile, and we have the furin cleavage site. And so we picked these regions because they have more implications for mutations, at least from our findings. So we wanted to explore those ones more in particular. Um, some functions from this main scene is that you can change the spike protein from open and close conformation. You can see how that actually works and how that looks on the spike protein. You can take a snapshot, which takes a little picture of it and downloads it on your computer. Um, we also have a window called the variant concern window. And from here, you can um, explore relevant kind of recent variants of concern. So we have like the alpha variant, we have the delta variant and so forth. We also have a glossary window where you can kind of learn more about definitions if you weren't so sure about uh, what does infectivity really mean or what does lineage mean. And so that should help kind of with the material here. There's also some further reading sources in case anyone wanted to explore more about our sources. From here, we can interact with these different regions, as I mentioned. And if you were to click on one of those, it'll bring you to another area that kind of goes into more detail about that region. So it gives you a more high resolution image that isn't interactive. And it kind of tells you more about what is it, what is this region and why might mutations of this region impact viral properties of SARS-CoV-2. Um, we also have some accessibility functions. So there's voiceover, you can change the text size. Um, and from two of these areas, you can access those 3D animations that I mentioned. So this is one of them, the N-terminal domain, and then the receptor binding domain that I mentioned also. And so from there, you can access an animation, but that is basically it. It's kind of a, just a little summary about this protein and how mutations may impact SARS-CoV-2. And hopefully we'll help educate some people about this. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So following on from the huge success of this, um, what is it that you're doing now? So um, during pretty much when the project started, I actually joined a company called Axial 3D as a medical visualization engineer. So Axial 3D is a company that's really leading the medical 3D printing industry. So basically in the company, we create precise patient-specific 3D visualizations and also 3D printed models directly from patient medical scan data. So the mission of the company really is to make patient-specific models and images more affordable and accessible by surgeons and patients, and hopefully by doing so, improve the standard of care for patients from diagnosis to treatment. So in my role specifically, I work directly with those medical scans and create the precise 3D visualizations and models from these. So the visualization skills and the anatomical knowledge that I got from my master's degrees like really, really helped me in this role. So I feel, I still feel like I'm learning every day, but yeah, it's, it's been a really, really exciting role and I'm like thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, it sounds great. And especially this idea of bringing patient scans to them, it really kind of like shows that personalized medicine is really quite on yeah. the brink of becoming a reality. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, you know, everyone's, everyone has different anatomy. So, you know, there's no, no two people are completely alike. And so by, by bringing these accurate models to them, I think it could really improve standard of care and just give a great insight into that person's anatomy. Yeah, definitely. That's really exciting. Um, so finally, to wrap things up, what do you think the future holds for the field of medical and biomedical visualization? All right. Um, yeah, this is 
this is a tough one because I feel like the field is growing so much and there's just so much to be inspired by, um, at least for me. So I think with technology anyway, I think the field will probably keep going in like a digital way. It'll keep growing that way because, you know, 3D modeling animation and even extended reality such as like augmented reality or virtual reality, they're really becoming big in the field. And I think that, yeah, people are exploring these more, you know, trying to learn more about these. I personally started with like only traditional medium. So I've like, you know, love, love ink, love pencil. That's always how I've done it in the past. And so with this master's degree, I've really delved into the, dig the digital side of things and learned a lot of new techniques. So I'm excited to like keep, keep exploring that and keep gaining experience because I think that that'll open up a lot more possibility for me. Um, personally, I, I'm really interested in visualizing like the unseen. So for this project, for example, where I'm visualizing submicroscopic biological processes that, you know, otherwise you really wouldn't be able to see. So it's something that's like totally unique and that um, it's just, it's just really important because nobody would be able to visualize things in this way, just, you know, with a microscope or something. So really cool. And I'm really excited to explore that. Definitely a lot of excitement in the field. And there's a lot of great organizations as well in medical illustration and biomedical visualization that are kind of helping to grow these communities and foster like a great sense of like learning and development of these skills. So just to mention to um, the Association of Medical Illustrators or the AMI, which is primarily based in the US and Canada, um, but they're open to everyone in the world. And then there's one in the UK called the Institute of Medical Illustrators. So yeah, these are two great organizations that I feel like are really helping to foster that, that community and hopefully drive, drive the field forward. That sounds really great. Yeah, I really like the idea of visualizing the unseen. And I suppose some structural biologists might argue that you can potentially see these proteins if you put them in an EM or something. But I think yeah. the ability to comprehend how tiny these things are, but then how, you know, there's so much complexity there as well is really yeah, important to, to visualize and to, appreciate. To bring multiple, you know, proteins together, for example, and to kind of show processes you know, and to demonstrate, it's like, oh, you know, and one of the animations on the app, which you could see is basically showing how the spike protein binds to ACE2 and that's how infection is initiated. So it's a really unique thing to be able to kind of visualize this because you really couldn't see that so easily in another way, you know? Yeah, that's fantastic. And especially this idea of um, making it into virtual reality almost. I can't imagine <laughs> the idea of putting a headset on and almost being inside the human body. That would be... yeah. There's a great so learning things. tool but yeah it's like really immersive and there's a lot of research showing how these like immersive technologies can really improve learning because you're just like completely focused on this you know and seeing things in like a 3d way can kind of give you a new perspective rather than looking at you know a 2d image on a textbook or just looking at a scan or something like that you know yeah absolutely it almost brings about a whole new way of learning yeah definitely yeah it's really exciting yeah definitely all right. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. Um, I've learned a huge amount about biomedical visualization and I'm really impressed by the work you've done. Thanks so much for having me. It was great talking about it.